0: how to create wealth i feel this is the one million dollar question here and the path to financial freedom is different for everyone but there is a blueprint to income creation that you can follow to make smarter financial decisions hello bonjour, selam, and welcome to stand out from the crowd the first live no BS podcast about leadership. So if you like us, tell your friends and colleagues to go over on Apple Podcast and Spotify to give us a five-star review because I think we are worth it. Don't you? <laughs> Our standout guest, Heather uh, Seabock, is a professional real estate investor, an author, a mentor, and wait a minute. Are you ready for this one? She is a uh, four times four times best-selling author. So join us as she shares how she created wealth for herself as an immigrant woman in Canada and how you can do the same. Hello, Esther. How are you doing? Hi, Darren. Good afternoon. I'm fantastic
1: today. How are you doing? This is a beautiful
0: day to be happy today because yes. it's International Women's Day. So, happy International Women's Day to you, Esther, and to all the women watching us, listening to us, uh, paving the way for other women to empower themselves. Today's topic is very particular and close to my heart because we know the complicated relationships that uh, there is between money and women, or at least for uh, most women and not all of the women, uh, fortunately for us. Do you have any idea where this gap between women, money, what does it make us feel or make us a lot of women feel uncomfortable to talk about it, to handle it and and to make better decision?
1: Yes, so happy International Women's Day to everybody, of course. And yes, there's a lot of talks about uh, relationship with money not just for women, but for for everybody. And not too long ago, about 60, 70 years ago, women were not able to hold their own mortgages, right? So they needed to have a a man on title, and then they would be able to have ownership, right? So we've come a long way um, you know, from from that era to now, where actually most of the properties are owned by women. Well, um, the percentage is about fifty one percent. Ooh. Yeah, so we've, we've come a long way, and I'm so proud of us. And, uh, and yes, it comes down to the, the relationship with, uh, with money. So everybody has different kind of concept with money. I'm from an Eastern European background. Um, I'm in Canada for, Canada for about 25 years now. And when I came to Canada, my relationship with money was quite different right back home we didn't have a lot of opportunities and when i came to canada i realized wow this is fantastic i i can have ownership i can have investments i can spread my money around and really have that uh, abundant lifestyle
0: that you know uh, we crave for and we hope for so you you said something when you came to canada uh, your relationship with with money was different because you you didn't have those opportunities back home and i feel you touch upon something that is very well known especially among immigrant women is the relationship with money since we are coming to this country with a different background right a different education system and a different relationship with money here we realize that money is accessible and that there is an abundance of money and i want to say together, an abundance of money and so how was your education journey coming from oh you know I, I i don't handle money because i didn't have enough i didn't have opportunities to do so to being hey i have access to unlimited money how how do i go about it like how was the transition
1: um it was very early for me it was it's a fantastic uh, story very inspiring to many Um, So we came, we landed um, at the airport to Canada on a Thursday. And just next Monday coming up, we went to school. So I barely spoke English, but when when they took us to the principal's office to choose our courses, I said, wow, I can choose my courses. This is fantastic. What else can I choose, right? So right then from the beginning, I was always seeking for an opportunity, right? And then I, I started, I finished my school. And then one of uh, one of the greatest stories that I have at, after I finished university, I went to the bank and I said, OK, I'm ready to, uh, to get that mortgage. Right. And I got turned down and they, they only wanted to give me a small amount of money that was not even enough for anything at that time. Right. So, you know, I, I was upset and sad for about 48 hours. But then I got back up and I started asking questions and. You know how i can do that what do i need to do to get to a place where i can actually purchase by myself so i started um, connecting with people who are where i wanted to be and just asking a lot of questions and how they got to where they uh they are now and what is really the strategy that i need to use in order for me to to be a homeowner right because this was my ultimate um sort of path and goal
0: to, to start that. So, home ownership, and we're going to talk a little bit more in details uh, later about how, you know, real estate can be one way to create uh, uh, wealth. Now, we hear it a lot and i feel like sometimes it's a buzzword it has been trending for the past few years you know talking about financial freedom achieve financial mm-hmm. freedom like you sh- your ultimate objective should be financial freedom which i agree with Like, right? but mm-hmm. what do you define as financial freedom it's a
1: great question Doreen. uh it uh, it really depends on you know, what, what it is that you want to achieve for yourself, right? So financial freedom for some people could could be um, taking those vacations that they wanted or taking some time off, spend more time with family or do different things or focus on another business or on, on a side gig, right? So it really depends what your goal is. And once you determine that goal, that is the driving force to sort of um, – be smarter with your money, right? And there, again, there are different strategies that you can use. Um, another uh, point to to mention here that a lot of us are entrepreneurs in Canada, right? Which is fantastic. Um, but this is why it's so important to have this conversation and think about your relationship with money because when you're an entrepreneur, um, you're on your own. So when you retire, there's, there's no money coming from the government. So you really have to set yourself up really ahead of time so when you come to that point you can easily retire and not be stranded right so you know entrepreneurs or people who are in the corporate world there's tons of opportunity for us we just need to make sure that we prepare ahead of time and set that up and there's a process to to doing that and achieving financial
0: freedom oh and and i love that and we're gonna before we dive into uh, further into different strategies. As I was uh, preparing this this episode, I was doing some, some research and I came across a study actually that was uh, conducted by the World Economic uh, Forum on wealth equity across 99 countries. And the report found that women are at a disadvantage with regards to wealth accumulation over the span of their working life. So here, Nothing new, right? That that's yeah. something that we already know. But here is where it, it becomes interesting, as women are underrepresented in high underrepresented in higher paid positions. The amount they can direct towards savings and investment, and you know the corresponding earning based contributions to wealth, of course, is lower and lower than men. So, what factors should should we consider when when making financial def- uh, uh, financial decisions.
1: Mm-hmm. Very good point, and you're right. Um, so no matter what your income status is right now, there is, there's always a way to increase your income stream, right? And I always uh, tell people that, when, especially when you're younger, you still have the energy to create more, uh, like multiple uh, sources of income, right? So some of us are in the nine-to-five corporate world, But after work, even myself, when I when I started working nine to five, because I was in a corporate world at first, I had something on the side. Or um, also when I was in the corporate world, they they had opportunities within the company. So I took advantage of all of those things that they offered, for example, uh, stock plans, right, or uh, contributing to your RRSP. Those are really important things and that little bit of money that comes off of your paycheck um, goes into different sources that are constantly growing. So maybe the first few months are difficult because you're getting a, a little bit less on your paycheck. But before you know it, a year has gone by and you have two sources that you have already
0: invested that are growing as the time goes by, right? Yes. And, and actually, you know, as we talk about creating multiple sources uh, uh, of income, you know, either you're working on a nine to five and you start a side hustle, or maybe you want to work double shift. That's not what you are planning to do all your life, right? Or you could do that if you enjoy doing that. The idea here is really to set up the base for you to be able to start uh, 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 you know, taking steps towards your financial goals. Now, as I was saying earlier, uh, there is a gap in in wealth accumulation, a gender uh, gap in wealth accumulation, and some of the reasons that I, I didn't mention is, you know, most of the part time jobs are, are uh, fulfilled by women, and a low uh, low paid um, jobs also are fulfilled by, by women. So, when your priority is to pay the bill, right? How can you balance short-term, which is putting food on the table, you know, and having a roof over your head, and long-term financial goals?
1: Yes, so um, when we think about the, the side gig or the second source of income, uh, we have to sort of open our minds to what else we can do because, you know, with the pandemic, um, a lot of things opened up online. So a lot of businesses went online. So you don't even have to be physically present to to some of the jobs or the income-producing uh, jobs that you can uh, you can sort of take on, right? So you kind of have to work uh, smarter, not harder. So some of the ladies that I know, they they do their nine to five job, but then they have a side gig that they're they're selling some kind of product that is sought after, and that's how they make the extra income. Right, Mm -hmm. and some of these things you can set up uh, so that it's uh, it the business doesn't really need you to be there all the time and it kind of runs on its own. So, there are different types of things that you can do, you don't have to spend 12 hours working physically, right? Because that's that can be really exhausting and
0: that could take a a real toll on yourself, right? And it does, it does. And you know, the approach is really, I do believe, to understand and we're still talking about it. I think it's, it comes more naturally for the younger generation, right? The millennials and and Gen Z, you know, to look at opportunities that they can create out of the internet without having to uh, be working like 24 seven on it and be able to create passive income. I just want to passive income because when we talk about passive income, there is some upfront work <laughs> and cost that you need to put in, in order to create passive income, right? But I feel like when we, and I was talking with a, a high profile person uh, working uh, uh, in, um, in, in, in politics, I was talking to her about the relationship between women and, 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 and money, and she was telling me even in Canada, uh, and I was surprised, actually, I didn't expect that a lot of women don't even have a bank account or they have a shared bank account, a common bank account with their spouse, but they are not aware uh, of what's coming in and out because they are not the ones handling the money, right? Mm-hmm. It's the spouse mm-hmm. uh, and in those uh, situations, the man of, of the family like handling the, 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 the money. The so money. what would be the first steps the first practical steps to to take in order, you know, to start maybe uh, improving our understanding and our relationship with money and in order to start making the, you know, the, the small changes that need to happen that won't have a big, massive impact on your day-to-day life, but that, you know, with the compound effect can make a big Um, impact down the line?
1: Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, So first of all, like everything else, starts with your mindset, right? So I bring that up because uh, we all have different backgrounds. And what you mentioned about ladies not even having their own bank account, it can be a cultural difference between us, right? So once you, I guess, you have that conversation and and sort of set yourself up like that, maybe start with a different uh, bank account or your own bank account and maybe realizing that money is, is um, as they say, it's not the root of all evil, right? Because a lot of people have that mindset and it stops them from, from mm-hmm. succeeding, right? Money is great when you know what to use it for and you use it for the greater good. Um, and if that's, if you're... Um, desire is to focus on your passion or focus on your family this is what you you look at and focus on right so once you once you have that goal in your mind you start taking little steps uh, prepare financially uh, for example having your bank account your own bank account it's a great step right if you're in the corporate world if they offer any of the incentives take full 100% uh, advantage of that if you're not in a corporate setting, and you can still take advantage of uh, having an RRSB. The contribution is once a year. Uh, you can also invest in GICs. A lot of people are investing in Bitcoin. Um, so there are little things that you can do and you can start putting money into it. Um, most important, wherever you're, you're moving your money to uh, should be a compound interest account. So you can start with, you know, you're getting uh, you're getting paid and maybe 10 percent of your income will automatically go into the savings account where it's a compound interest. This way you don't get the money. You don't need to do anything with it. You can set it up at the bank so that they automatically transfer it every month. You don't see the money. You don't think about it. And it's just growing on the side. And this is one of the first things that I've done as well um after the corporate world i just started putting my money aside so that it grows and i can have that down payment for for my mortgage right and for my uh,
0: property so here the goal for you if i if i'm correct the goal the primary goal was to save money you know uh ensure that there is a compound interest that would help you to to create, to get enough money as a a down payment. So that was the primary goal, right? To have enough money, to accumulate enough money to have a down payment, which is the perfect transition actually to talk about real estate investment. Um, I hear hear like many of you, many of us, uh, everyone talking about real estate, everyone uh, getting into real estate. And I see people, you know, going from, regular, can I say regular person, (laughs) Uh, like regular day-to-day life to building wealth, Uh, regular paycheck to paycheck, I should say, Uh, lifestyle to building wealth and and, and have more freedom and, and, and more comfort. So tell us a little bit more about real estate. How do you approach real estate and why do you think real estate is such, can play such an important role in helping you building wealth?
1: Um, Real estate is just
0: my favorite
1: avenue to build wealth um, uh, because, as you know, the real estate market in in Toronto, Ontario, and even areas now um, are quickly growing. Um, People are retiring. They want to move out of uh, the city. And there are some young people who are growing up outside of uh, Toronto. They want to come into the city. So there's a healthy kind of transition both ways, right? So... um, so that's how you you sort of gauge yourself where you want to be and and start prepping yourself early on. Keep your credit score clean. Pay your bills on time. They, these things may be super simple for a lot of us, but you know, once you don't pay attention, uh, a little you know um, issue can make a big difference uh, down the line, right? So so you want to start setting yourself up and working towards uh, that down payment now. First time buyers have the opportunity to put five or 10% down. So that's an easy transition to get into real estate. Um, They also um, are a little bit easier on uh, the first time buyers. Uh, The government also offers a credit on closing, right? So real estate, um, not only generally speaking, a lot of people are into real estate. Um, One out of four um, citizen in Canada is actually an investor so oh. a lot of yeah that's a big number uh, and you can see that other people are taking advantage of the market turning so of course there's a natural um sort of up and down in the market but we know that ontario uh, always recovers um mm-hmm. in my past experiences in 2016 um we also went through a big dip overnight um you know uh, real estate went down by like 20 percent but within a year Not only we recovered that, but we came out a few percentages on top of that, right? So as long as you understand that, uh, real estate is always a great way to uh, create wealth for yourself. Uh, The market is there to support you because the the Toronto real estate market always grows, even if there's a little bit of uh, changes as we experienced the the past uh, couple of years, actually. But we're recovering nicely and people can still make a very nice uh, profit from purchasing a home for themselves and then taking some money out of their uh, mortgage after maybe a couple of years, take that equity out of the home, and now you become an investor and you invest in your second property. So that's basically how a lot of people are doing it, not just buying and selling within a short period of time, right? Now it's a little bit of a long term goal and a long term game, if you will.
0: So when you say long term and and when you talk about equity and taking out some of the equity of the house to invest in in another another property, like how many years are we looking at here? Um, Depends on the market. Um, Usually
1: uh, within a year's time, uh, the property has increased in value. This is given, of course, that you are in an area that is a fast-growing area. I'm not talking about, you know, somewhere, you know, a a property that nobody wants. Uh, So we are talking Toronto and GTA. So within a year or two, now the prices not only are increasing, but because you're making your mortgage payments every month, you're accumulating that equity, right, in your your home. And Mm -hmm. then after, uh, let's say, in two years now your home is not worth five hundred thousand dollars now it's worth seven hundred thousand dollars right so you have two hundred thousand dollars that you can take out as an equity because you built that right by making payments and the market uh, just going up right the market value of your property going up and so now that two hundred thousand dollars
0: that you take up you can put it as a down payment to an investment property so that's that wow that's very practical i feel like it's a real estate investment one-on-one here i hope you are taking <laughs> notes people because this is very interesting right on point i see uh Sao-san here who says i love the topic we love it too listen we are yes. learning how to make money uh <laughs> sayful also says wow what a great show and uh, ahmed says um financial freedom i believe it's one's fulfillment on our own terms and that's that's right exactly so it's true that i feel like we live in a bubble in the sense that toronto and the gta and ontario um is 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 very uh favorable when it comes to real estate and now for the people who uh, live outside toronto and the gta let's say but they are interested like what what are the the key information they should look at in order to know if uh, getting into real estate would be a smart financial decision for them
1: Um, i would
0: say definitely give me a call
1: let's have a chat if you have a financial advisor you can have a chat with your financial advisor as well what makes sense for you Uh, but definitely speak to an experienced real estate agent uh, or professional who is not only buying and selling for clients but also an investor themselves because mm-hmm. when you start investing in real estate, it's a different kind of um, uh, path and you have to pay attention to different things. Now you're you are a business owner, right? You have to treat the property as a business, mm. right? So it's a different kind of mindset there. But definitely, I highly, highly recommend getting into any type of property in Toronto or the GTA. Um, we are doing fantastic. We, uh, Toronto is in the top five cities of the world. We are growing so fast alongside with Mexico City,
0: which wow. brings up
1: the, the idea that you don't just have to, it, the opportunity is there not just to invest in, in Canada in Ontario, but now people are going abroad and investing in Mexico, Panama, uh, Dominican Republic, wherever uh, your heart and de- desire can take you, you can you can definitely set that up for yourself.
0: Yeah, and so for the people who want to learn more uh, on how to uh, create financial wealth, for the people who are interested in uh, getting into uh, real estate as a way to uh, build and create wealth, how can they and where can they contact you?
1: Oh, I'm very easy to find. You can find me on social media. I'm on Facebook and Instagram, LinkedIn. You and I uh, connect on LinkedIn a lot, Darren. So, uh, yeah, just reach out to me. I have a free 30-minute session that I can offer everybody. Call me. Let's have a conversation. Uh, No obligation, of course. I just want to get you into the mindset where you can make money for yourself and your family and live your passion.
0: Exactly. And, you know, you don't have to do it alone. And there is no bad or wrong questions like... The only bad move, and I want to say it out loud, that you can make is not asking questions and not asking questions to experts. I bring you some of the greatest leaders and entrepreneurs on this show, All Canadian Women. So you see that, first of all, it is doable, it is achievable, but so also you can grow your network with like like-minded people, smart people, doers, you know, who are making a difference, who are uh, walking the talk and not just like portraying themselves as experts and gurus, no, they don't do that. Not the people Mm -hmm. in my network, at least, you know, they are like (laughs) real people who do care about supporting others, other women, but other people also. So take advantage of, of this opportunity. This is really, this simple call can make a big difference in your life. You never know. Worst case scenario, you know, that would be like extra information for yourself. But that could change your life. And here again, we have Sao San who says, I'm on my way to financial freedom. Congratulations, Sao San. Um, I started a side hustle. And that's my first step. And I recommend it so much. Exactly. Step by step, right? We talked about the compound effect when it comes to making money, but there is a compound effect also to the actions and the small steps that you take over uh, a certain period of time. So, that's all for us today. Thank you so much, Esther. That was such an interesting uh, conversation for sharing so much with us and for showing us that it is possible you can be an immigrant woman in this country and make it happen. You can be a woman in this country and make it happen and this is one of the the beauty uh of this country canada where no matter who you are as long as you decide to take action you commit to it and you surround yourself with the right people you can make it happen so uh thank you so much uh, edzer um esther for <laughs> your for your conversation today yes and uh, for those of you uh, who are new to the podcast, or if you haven't done, it, haven't done it yet, you can subscribe and listen to all the podcast episodes. You just have to scan the QR code here that you see. And I will see you next week, uh, Wednesday, for another live episode on Stand Up On The Crowd. Thank you, everyone. You take care Thank and you stay you. Safe. Bye. Bye.